Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, let's bring Bob Holt on, please, and talk some Razorback basketball. What's up, Bob? Hey, how you guys doing? I'm getting my recycling bin out of the street so it doesn't get run over and smashed. Got to do that. Can't have that. They, they, can. they charge yeah. you for that, you know? You got to get that out the street, Bob. Bob, have you seen Saltburn? Have I seen what? <laughs> Saltburn? It's a movie that's out now. I'll, I'll, oh, I can sorry, answer, I'll right. answer that for Bob. That's a no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've not seen what What's it about? Well... <laughs> That's a, we're I trying to figure out how to, to describe it. If you haven't it. seen it yet, yeah. yeah, maybe just spend some time with the cat and don't don't worry about the movie. Um, all right, so let's talk about hoops here, Bob. And uh, We were talking this morning, and we were all kind of hopeful that Devo would come on today, but hopefully we're going to get him next week. And uh, I know he was working out with Musk this, this week, apparently, according to Coach. Any feel for what kind of role he'll play this weekend? I really don't. We're talking to Eric tomorrow, so hopefully he can – fill us in a little bit, but I, you know, I assume he wouldn't, you know, bring him back to the team to not have a role. Uh, late in the season, he's the, you know, he's the most experienced guy in the program. Must fourth year. No, he's not having a year expected. You know, I mean, who is right? Very disappointing season. So, I don't think you bring Devo back, have him practice all week, and then you, you don't play him. But obviously. We can ask Eric about that tomorrow and, and see what uh, see how things unfold on, on Saturday. You know, Bob, we got somebody asking, um, uh, Big Keith B, that is. Uh, there you go. Just curious about the uh, Musk rumors. Uh, starting to be more and more uh, steam picking up about him leaving after this year. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I remember I told him this when he, he came. I don't think there are a whole lot of jobs out there better than Arkansas. Um, I'm not saying it's Kentucky or North Carolina or Duke. I mean, those are kind of in the stratosphere by themselves. But um, I know some of those websites mentioned Minnesota and Arizona State. I mean, I don't think those jobs can hold a candle to Arkansas. Um, Minnesota's pretty cold. I know Eric lived in, uh, you know, Tempe when he was an Arizona State assistant. That's a very nice area. But, I mean, you're not even – you're second fill in your own state, Arizona. And then you're going to the Big Ten. You're going to be flying all over the place to play these teams in the central and eastern time zones. And so I don't really see Arizona State. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good job, but if you're the Arkansas coach, I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it's – I think it's a, I think either of those jobs would be a step down, personally. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think – I know this year has been very disappointing. But um, let's face it, we know there's going to be a big roster turnover, and they've got to get the right players in here. But I don't see why, if they recruit the right guys, they can't get back on track next season. I mean, every season is really, you don't really feel like you're building towards something. It, it's kind of every, every season's new into itself more, more than ever. And Eric's proven, you know, for nine years he did that pretty well at Nevada and then Arkansas. And I think this year's an anomaly. I don't think this is a typical Eric Musselman year. And I don't see any reason I can't bounce back next season. But obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not Eric's agent. I'm not in Eric's head. Um, so 
But I, I don't think there are a lot of places you could go better than Arkansas. Maybe, maybe I'm just biased because I cover Arkansas, but I think it's a pretty good job. Well, I'm curious to see what his role will be. And, again, you know, Bob, we've talked about this a lot this year especially. I think it's really been sort of um, – there's been a lot more light sort of shed on it because it's been even more significant than in past years. But with when you play for Coach Musselman, you've got to be prepared to play 25 minutes one night and you may play two the next. It is really a hard thing to follow. And it's – I won't say it's, you know, the only – he's the only guy that does it, but I would say that it's pretty extreme comparatively. I mean, there's certainly more consistent minutes on most rosters. You got to be a special kind of player to play for him, I think, because not a lot of guys can handle that kind of change in their life, you know, day to day. The one thing I know about athletes, and DJ, you can speak to this better than I can, but you like some kind of consistency and things you can count on. And it's hard, I would think, for a player, Bob, to not, you know, really know how much playing time you're getting. And I don't know if that's obviously had anything to do with Debo, but I got to think for some of these guys, that's a tough thing to swallow. Well, yeah, and I'd say this year has been really weird. I mean, Eric is a mole. Uh, has been to keep a pretty tight rotation. I mean, early in the season, he, you know, you're playing your non-conference games, some, some of which are against really good teams. Some are more of the variety you think you're <laughs> going to win at home, and you can play different guys. But then generally by the time conference play rolls around, if not earlier, he's got a pretty tight rotation of seven, maybe eight guys, maybe nine some games. Um, but I don't remember in the past a lot of fluctuation where guys, you know, played, 32 minutes one game and didn't play the next game. I mean, I don't remember that happening very much in the past. This year, I mean, we've seen it happen with L. Ellis where he played, you know, significant minutes, and then he hadn't played the last two games. And then we saw Caleb Battle, you know, play, you know, had a great role early coming off the bench, you know, providing an offense, instant offense off the bench, you know, 21 against Duke and 25 against uh, Furman or somebody. I can't remember. And uh, then he goes to the game, he doesn't even play. And then he starts uh, the other day and then done playing the second half. And you've got Ken Menafield who scores 32 one game, and a couple games later he's playing very little, and he, he has a game he doesn't play. And so I, I don't think that's been a pattern in the past. I think this year it's a byproduct of Eric just trying every trying to push every possible button and trying to get the results he's looking for. And I mean, 13, I mean this is unbelievable. I mean, 13 guys have started at least one game. Nobody started every game. He's even alluded a lot of guys have played big minutes and then not played at all or played very few minutes. But I don't think that's been a pattern with Eric. I think this year it just shows how desperate he is to try to find a winning combination. And you kind of felt like maybe they, they, they had closed the rotation against Kentucky and Missouri. And of course, they didn't have Devo. Trent Brazil didn't play two guys that were pretty key earlier in the season. And, um, so, but they seem like they found something inside with Makai Mitchell and Jalen Graham kind of playing off each other. Uh, Layden Blocker, I think, was you know showing some good stuff as, as a freshman. He's a guy they obviously need to keep playing and developing. And uh, they kind of slowed the pace, gone more in the paint, still were drawing fouls, and that all kind of came apart at LSU. So we'll see if they can get it together against Georgia. But I, I agree the the fluctuation and fluidity of the playing rotation has been has been crazy but i think that's just what eric and staff have tried to do to find something that works what uh, what do you think about the matchup this weekend arkansas and georgia well i think it's a very winnable game for arkansas i mean georgia's much improved mike white's done a real good job there he did it 
good job at Florida, I thought. You know, he was did a good job at Watts Tech, good good player and assistant coach at Ole Miss. He's played Arkansas on a lot, a lot of different a lot of different uniforms, a lot of different benches. Um but um, you know, we, we know Georgia beat Arkansas a month or so ago in Athens, seventy six sixty six. That was a game Arkansas had a shot to win. They fell behind they got within three but couldn't couldn't close the gap all the way. But um, you know, Eric alluded to this, but I, I don't. I mean, and he, and he was by no means saying this is why Arkansas lost LSU because that was a, a pretty good beatdown. But last week, LSU had an entire week to get ready. They had the bye week, um, and Arkansas had to play a late game at Missouri and then an early game at LSU. And I don't think they, the, the SEC, when they put that schedule together, didn't do Arkansas any favors. But conversely, Arkansas had all week. And Georgia had a late game at Mississippi State last night. They lost. Now they've got to come to Fayetteville and play. Now, a little difference is the game's Saturday, 5 o'clock, not 11 a.m., but I think that's probably better for Arkansas because I think the crowd will be better at 5 than at 11, I would assume. But um, So I think Arkansas was a scheduling disadvantage last week, and they're a scheduling advantage this week as long as they've had a, a good week of practice and figured out some things. But I think it's a very winnable home game for Arkansas part of the, because of how the schedule sets up there at home. You know, Georgia – is better, but they're not certainly not Tennessee or Kentucky or South Carolina. I never thought I'd be saying that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. they're not Auburn. They're not Alabama. They're better, but I, it's a, frankly, it's a game Arkansas should win at Walt Marina, in my opinion. Let's hope so. Um, sorry about your uh, Tigers, Bob. Missouri <laughs> is um, well; they're just terrible, frankly. You talking about Missouri Tigers? Yeah, that's right, buddy. Detroit Tigers? Which, which Tigers are we talking about? Both. Same, same difference. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Here's here's the better days ahead, Bob. Here, go go Chiefs. Well, I'm a Packers, guys. This should be – this Super Bowl Sunday should be a rematch of Super Bowl One. The Packers should have won the NFC. We gave the game to the 49ers. We would have beaten the Lions. I have no doubt. We'd already done that on Thanksgiving Day. And the fact the Packers are not in Las Vegas getting ready to play the Chiefs is, is a travesty, and it makes me almost physically ill to think about it. It was there, and we couldn't close the deal like we should have, and it just makes me sick that the Packers are not in the Super Bowl because we were playing great, and we should have been there, but it's our own fault, and it makes me sick. Okay, well, hang in there. Uh, Bob, I'm hugging you through the uh, through the phone. I-, I want you to know that uh, we love you and we appreciate the time. And uh, don't watch Saltburn, but uh, keep on keep on being you. And I'm glad that you salvaged your uh, recycle bin. That is good stuff. Okay. Does the movie have a happy ending? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> don't go for it. I like, I like happy. I like happy don't take the bait, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, sounds like it's got all kinds of I'll, weird, I'll, weird I'll, stuff in it. I don't know. I like watching old movies better anyway. There you go. Stick to that. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, Bob. Thank you. We'll see you soon.